welcome to Retro Encounter, episode 161. I'm your host, Leona McCallum. Solosi is in a box tied up somewhere, and I've taken <laughs> over the podcast for today. <laughs> and today we are discussing... Oh my gosh. <laughs> today we are discussing Golden Sun, a game that came out on the Game Boy Advance in 2001 in the US and 2002, I think, in the EU, which is where I'm from. And talking about the game today with me is Keegan Lee. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And Tris Mendoza. Hi, everybody. So let's go through everyone's history with the game, starting with... Uh, let's start with Tris. Well, um, I don't... Uh, so pretty much Golden Sun was the game that put me in the RPG map. I've played RPGs before. My first being Pokemon, but I never really got into it until I played Golden Sun. Um, I didn't play it at first initially. I was watching my friend play it because I didn't own a, a Game Boy Advance or SP back then. And I was watching over his screen and I was like, what is this game? What's the story? I never a story in a game. Like, <laughs> I was so used game. to playing games. Yeah, because I grew up playing platformers like like Donkey Kong and like I played Mario Party. That was literally my video game. Right. And Pokemon, you don't really get a really like, you know, a, you get a story, but it's not really story driven. Mm-hmm. It's just the more mechanically a game mechanics. So I didn't really know. I was like, I've never seen such a game before. So I would ask him to be like, okay, can we, can you play it so I can watch you play it? Right. And so I really I didn't know about RPGs really until I played Golden Sun, and I, I it's one of my favorite RPGs. Um, and for me, I play it. I think this is my oh gosh, I think this is my ninth time playing through the series. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I pretty much know the series by heart. I it's it's like it's like for me, it's kind of like second nature going through everything. I'm like, okay, I need to do this now. I need to do this. Um, but I don't get tired of playing it, so that's my history with the series. So this this is a really important game for you, then, to be on this podcast talking about it. Started you off in this whole JRPG trajectory. Yeah, it's pretty much what started me into this JRPG frenzy that I am stuck <laughs> in for the rest of my life, apparently. <laughs> one of us, one of us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> And moving on, what about you, Keegan? What's your history with the game? Um, so this one really passed my radar when I was a lot younger. I think around like the early 2000s, I was kind of really going away from RPGs at the time. So I was testing out other games throughout systems. I was just going through my rebellious teenager phase, you know? Yeah. I don't <laughs> JRPGs, mom. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like nine years old phase. <laughs> I started early. <laughs> But um, so I actually got to experiment with the game for the first time a couple years back through the Wii U Virtual Console. Oh right, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, my first time through, I actually kind of lost interest super early. But once we uh started, you know, we said we're gonna do this for the podcast. I was like, okay, uh-huh. I'll join in on it. And I forced my way through like the first probably half hour. That's when the game really picked up for me. Yeah, and I find myself still currently really enjoying it. That's great. Yes. Yeah, that, just that first little bit in Vale. I'll have more to say about it later. But. Yeah, oh, I, no. I feel oh, yeah. 
like I have a very similar sort of uh, history with the game. I don't remember when I played this game for the first time, but I've actually just like you played through like the first half hour, and then just as I was about to leave the town of Vale. I lost interest. It didn't capture me, so I just put this game down. And this was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Uh, but this time for the podcast, I decided to stick with it, obviously, or I wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you had no choice. I had no choice. I'd already agreed to do the podcast. The new retro encounter format. We only play the first half hour of an RPG, and we give our full thoughts Oh my it. god, you know what? That'd be good, because then we could talk through like a bunch of RPGs and see how good the first half hour was. <laughs> oh, we should pitch that. Uh, uh. <laughs> but it didn't capture me. I was like, the art style's a bit odd. Like, when you first look at it, it's like, I've never seen art like this in a sort of GRPG. It's very, uh, everyone looks very squashed, and there's right. there's giant cartoon hands flying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a mountain erupting. There's a lot going on in the first, like, second. And your mom's like, do you want anything? You got any room before we get evicted from our home? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I want something. She's like, well, tough, child. <laughs> Nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I asked. <laughs> so yeah, that's my history. This will be my first actual playthrough of the game. Oh, nice. So what 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 were your guys' thoughts? And like, Keegan, you said you weren't very keen, like me, on the first thirty minutes of the game. Yeah. Um. Now I don't mean to offend big fans of it because, like I said, I'm really enjoying it now at this uh-huh. point. But the village of Vale just felt kind of. It was very basic, I guess is the best word to say. Mm-hmm. It's this very flat green. Like, it's vibrant, but it's a boring color palette. Uh, there's a lot of weird things that are happening that aren't fully explained to you at the time. Yeah, there's characters yeah. just popping out of nowhere. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> Satoros and Minardi, that's the names, I think. Yeah, like, Minardi. They, yeah. they just kind of pop up and like, okay. Yeah, and like you said, the giant hands appearing and grabbing things. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit odd. People are talking about synergy, and I don't know what that means, and I'm scared. <laughs> what about you, Tris? Did you have any problem playing it the first time? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, even now, I I always hated the beginning, and uh-huh. I it, I feel like it's the it's, it reminds me a lot of Dragon Quest Seven for the PS One version. Right. Yes, but like I agree. it just drags. I've never played. You know, it really Quest. drags and. I just, oh. shh, shh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't <laughs> don't dwell on it. Move on. Move on. His ears just perked up, and he's logging on right now. I know. <laughs> I'm getting scolded as we speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. It really does drag on. I I really don't like the Soul Sanctum part either because I'm just like, oh, this is. It was. It was. It's always been a chore for me to play through the beginning, uh-huh. but once it starts picking up after you leave Vale, I'm like, okay, I can finally play through the game again. It's mm-hmm. just it always drags on for me at the beginning, and I don't know why. I think it's just um, it's just the exposition itself is very like, you do this next, and you do this, and then you do that, and it's kind of like oh, like I just want to get through to the actual meat of the story again. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's something you're looking forward to as someone who's played the game and knows it gets better, but you first have to work through this sort of slow start. Exactly, and the thing is, it's hard because it's this can definitely turn a lot of players off if they don't know what to expect. Right, because it's like, oh, why am I doing all these mundane tasks? And they really are mundane, but yeah. it really does kind of 
I don't know. It gets, like I said, it gets a lot better and it kind of has significance in the story. So you kind of need to play through it to get mm-hmm. what's going on and to it's see why. It's definitely mm-hmm. no, it's, it's not like it's got nothing going on. It's a case of everything means something, but you don't have a clue what the hell it means yet. So it's all mm-hmm. sort of going above your head, I think. Like there's characters showing up that you don't know and they seem to know what they're doing. And there's words and phrases being used and they're never really explained right at the start. You'd sort of learn as you go what these things are. And it can be intimidating when you first start playing. Mm-hmm. Although I do like... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. I was saying I do like how um, the prologue is kind of, you know, has that little time skip. You start off as yes. kids. Because I, th- I was new to the series. I didn't really know Isaac and Garrett or all the cast. So I was like, man, everybody's so little in this game. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, <laughs> oh, we're actually playing like children. Okay. I can. It's not the first time I've played it in a JRPG. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the... It starts off with a with a a mountain Mount Aleph 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 I call it Aleph I don't with, know oh, that sounds nice we'll go with Aleph and it's an erupting for some reason and boulders are flying down and tra- like will crush the town and you're going through this town and it's slowly getting more and more destroyed due to the eruption and it's quite a bombastic start. For a game to just immediately be, you know, this is your town's being destroyed. Usually, they wait a good hour before your town, hometown yeah. gets destroyed. Right. <laughs> wake, up, wake up, son. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Like, okay. Right. I love how there's still time for the hero is asleep trope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the end of the world, yeah, it's still he's still sleeping through it. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's kind of weird how we talk about how the beginning itself is kind of like. The, the worst part of it and yet it starts in media res so it's like uh-huh. you would expect it to be all you know very um pulse pounding and everything but i'm just like no i want to get through this <laughs> yep. yeah i guess we should talk uh-huh. about our main like characters to start with there's the silent protagonist the blonde-haired isaac who right as our as our protagonist through the entire game but really it's it's a it's a it's a party of silent protagonists. Sometimes I feel. Yeah, there's not a lot of party dialogue. <laughs> there really, really isn't. Although no. I do enjoy the emoticons that show up above their heads. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. mostly like the slightly discomforted, like. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. why I can't even describe it. But grumpy. I, just, I like. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's weird because um, it's always weird. Well, seeing how it's for me seeing going back to Golden Sun after playing The Lost Age, it's always weird for me to have. Isaac go back to being a silent protagonist because in Golden Sun The Lost Age he's not. Oh, is he talkative? He talks. And it's so weird because he ends up getting kind of like a personality and when you see him back in Dark Dawn it's like full, you know, like it's just so weird to me how they kind of did the silent protagonist at first but they didn't stick with it Yeah, because they couldn't. Persona 2 does that as well. Uh, Like you have a protagonist who is silent and uh a party member who isn't, and then it's switched for the next game. And Persona Two is one is silent and the other isn't anymore. And it's like, why does the protagonist have to be silent every time? Right, right. No, I agree. I, I was thinking about that too with Persona Two because I just um, finished Innocent Sin. Yeah. 
or Eternal Punch, one of them. But yeah, they both actually. And then um, they do switch. And I'm like, this is kind of jarring for me because I'm so used to having them talk and having one talk and having the other not talk. Mm -hmm. And then for them to like flip it, it's just like, wait, what? Like, yeah. yeah. So Isaac is living with his mom, I think, just just his mom. I think the dad may have died at some point. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. the... At the very beginning, though, dad's still around, correct? There's a big... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the right. dad dies yeah. at yeah, the, the start. Dad... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's... It's all coming back. Yeah. It's been a couple yeah. of weeks since I played, like, the very beginning. We lose uh, <laughs> Isaac's father, I believe both of Jenna's parents. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and her brother. Jenna's brother, Felix. Her brother, Felix, yeah. is in the river. And during this whole time, you're trying to get people to come help Felix because everyone in the town has used up their synergy. So they can't use mm-hmm. their giant Mickey Mouse hands to pluck him out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forever going to think about that now. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to admit, though, this entire scene was way more, like, I don't want to dramatic and, like, mature than I expected from a Game Boy Advance Nintendo RPG, you know? Oh, definitely. Like, right. Like when the boulder hits, and it's just those little stills of people running, and the last one is just destruction. I was like, "Wow, yeah, that is it's brutal." Yeah, yeah. They they didn't waste time to show you the realities. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. And uh, the the last character is is Garrett. Not the last character. We'll we'll go get to Ivan and Mia eventually. But for this mm-hmm. starting point, it's really Isaac Garrett. And Jenna. And Jenna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Garrett's nice. He's a bit plain, <laughs> isn't he? He's a bit just your typical... Yeah, he's kind of the one that gets like left behind in conversation, you know? Like, yeah. He's... Oh, yeah. I'd almost say he's kind of the party voice. At least, you know, he's been around, or he is around yeah. the most, Isaac. So mm-hmm. he usually has the most dialogue, but everyone just talks directly to Isaac. Yes. And you can see, you see Garrett in the background getting frustrated. It's really funny to me. Everyone talks to Isaac and Garrett answers. It's like, yeah. it's a weird sort of dynamic. Like he's an interpreter for Isaac. He does. He does. Uh, uh, so I during agree. this whole kerfuffle, Isaac and party, no, it's just Isaac and Garrett run into antagonists of the game, I'm going to say, is Saturos. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Saturos uh, and Minardi. Minardi, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what they're up to, but we have you have a feeling that they're somehow responsible for Mount Aleph erupting and destroying the town at some point. Because they're, they're discussing... I didn't think it would react that way. Things like that. And you're thinking, oh, is this all because of them? Yeah, I think it was implied that they set off a trap or right. something. Yeah, they failed, they failed the that super easy puzzle. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. I'm not sure it, about your puzzle-solving skills, Satoris. Right, and it makes you getting defeated that by them in the beginning all the more painful, because yeah. you're just like, you couldn't figure this out, but you can kill me in one hit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are like six years old, so. Yeah, that's also right. a fair point. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't know many six-year-olds who can take a fireball to the face. <laughs> I mean, we're we're really we're really lucky that amnesia is the worst of our problems. After the three-year jump, you don't remember meeting Minardi or Satoros. It's like completely blank until they fireball you in the face once more. 
three years later. <laughs> yeah, so Taurus and Minardi's characters are very interesting in that they are very much shrouded in mystery throughout the entire game. And the yeah. thing is, um, I will say that they stay that way throughout the entire game. <laughs> oh, even the second uh, game? Oh, no, no. I mean, the thing is, you'll find out, you'll find the reasons to why they're uh-huh. doing this, but it's not really touched upon really until that game. That game until, yeah. and that's why I really hope we do it for retro as well because it's it explains everything. It just was, ties everything together. <laughs> I was going to wait until the end, but if you want to hound Solosi, email us at retro at rpgfan.com <laughs> and beg for the Lost Age, and we'll be on it and we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you sound really whiny. He loves that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturus and Minardi. You don't, you don't even see them that much, really. You, you're always following just behind them in the game. I feel like you get to a town and they say, "Oh, these weird people were just here." Yeah, and it's always that way, at least for the first half of the game. We're playing up to the the desert, Lamakan Desert. So that's where we will consider the halfway point for this game, and I think we've all reached that point, at least. Mm-hmm. So, it's three years later, we're all grown up. Jenna has lost her family, basically. Her brother Felix yeah. didn't get saved, he got washed away in the river. And her parents did die in the explosion, or not the explosion, the avalanche. The- the, yeah, the landslide avalanche. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Avalanche is more for snow, isn't or it? Or the rock slide. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, it killed their mom and dad, okay? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> and uh, we are training to be alchemists. Um, for, is that right? Like, alchemy is the source of synergy, and we're being taught by. Craden? Craden? Yeah, it's not. We're not. Really, we're just kind of learning the fundamentals, I think, from Craden because he's right. a scholar. He's a town scholar, pretty much. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, we're just trying to improve our own synergy because you know of what happened three years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, Isaac and Garrett want to be better adepts. Yes. Uh, the adepts are pretty much, you know, the four basic elements, and they're associated with the four the first four planets excluding earth so there's mars jupiter mercury and venus and they all correspond to the elements mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of interesting how the the alignment of where they are kind of define their personality right like you have mars adepts that are much more brash and outspoken mm. such as um garrett and jenna and then Isaac, well, he, it's kind of hard because he's a silent protagonist. but <laughs> He is silent adapt. like the Earth. It's silent. Right. You will, <laughs> then you'll once you um, get to know the Venus, more of the Venus adepts, they're a lot more, I don't know, they're just more, kind of more protective. Yeah. And then you have Jupiter, which is a lot more shy and reserved. Right. I love Jupiter adepts. They're, oh, they're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Sukut. Oh, we haven't gotten there. No, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. <laughs> Who's Ivan? I have, have no idea. But yeah, and then you have Mercury, which is you know much more. It's much calm. more just like calmer yeah. and um, much more calm demeanor and very. Um, they're very put together, which I find really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like um, 
leading up to the whole events that uh, happened three years later where you get tasked to go to this um where you meet create Creighton and you end up in the the part that we're complaining about which is the soul sanctum <laughs> yeah it's the first dungeon yeah, can I, I feel kind of bad for isaac and garrett because like skipping ahead they kind of get blamed for a bunch of stuff but freaking Creighton is just pushing them in he's like let's you go know, deeper yeah and it's like you. Teacher, of course they're gonna listen to him like Thank you're not gonna you. disobey the man who's taught you everything you know he has a bad yeah. influence on these children Yes. No, I completely agree. <laughs> you know, the way he was pushing at the start, and I don't know if he is a bad guy, but I thought he was evil. I thought he was like, <laughs> I am going to get the Philosopher's Stone or whatever he's looking for, and it's hidden in here, and I'm going to be the bad guy of the game, and it's going to be a twist. I can see where you feel that. Yeah. He kind of gave me oh, more yeah, of the... Uh, I can see that. <laughs> he gave me more of the, like, a Dr. Andonuts vibe from Earthbound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's socially stupid, you know? Yeah. So, but that's, no. that's neither here nor there. That's just my opinion on the upcoming events. Yeah, no, oh, I, yeah. absolutely. He's he, he led these poor children down this path. Yes. Right, <laughs> no, I completely me. agree. And even if you say, and when I'd, uh, it gives you the option to say yes or no when he asks if you got to want to continue further. And I've always made it my point to be like, nope, I yeah. don't want to do this. <laughs> and he told you for saying no. And I'm like, what kind of. <laughs> you are the reason why we get into this trouble. Uh, <laughs> so the soul sanctum itself is a temple on the top of Mount Aleph. Is that right? It's like a a whole yeah. like a protected place. Anyway, you have to sneak in there. You have to actually try and get past the guard to get into that. Oh temple. yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So and I think no one really knows what's inside. Yeah. Right, because nobody really can solve the mysteries behind the sanctum yeah, itself. So it's pretty much a tough stab- puzzle. Yeah, it's, oh, <laughs> I can see right. why they couldn't get in. Oh, that sliding block puzzle. Jeez. I know. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm really ragging on the soul sanctum puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much your first. So soul sanctum is pretty much your first dungeon. Yeah. And it's um, thankfully there's not really any enemy encounters if I remember. It's there, just there you. Is. You fight. There's there a couple. Is. Yeah, you, you fight right. in Soul Sanctum. You have Garrett, Jenna, and Isaac. It's right, right. Yes, there one, is one Venus adept and two uh, Mars. Mars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and so yeah, you pretty much just go through it, and you like I said, um, you solve the puzzle by moving things <laughs> yep. with Mickey Mouse hands. <laughs> there, there is like a couple of like misleading paths so they throw in there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a beginner, mm-hmm. a dungeon. It's kind of just getting you into the feel of how, what the rest of the game will feel like. Um, yeah. As as good introduction because like it really does introduce you to what the battle system is going to be like, but also more importantly, how you can going to traverse each dungeon. It's puzzle, puzzles, 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 right. all the way exactly. through. And I love it. I love puzzles. I love puzzle RPGs. And I think Lufia 2, one of my favorite games, puzzle RPG, every dungeon is a puzzle. Oh, wow. I've never played it. Oh, oh, it's so good. You'd love it. If you love this game, I think think it's safe to say you'd like Lufia 2. Have you played Lufia 2, Keegan? Uh, No. The Lufia series is on my to-do list. Okay, so no one here knows what I'm talking about. But it's good. Okay. Nope. Nope. Sorry, Leona. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not hurt. Lufia 2 is great. Go play it. <laughs> anyway. 
you're you're and, you're using your synergy is what they call it. it's like a, a psychic force really it's the power of the mind <clears throat> and you can in battle you're summoning elements with it you like if you're an, a venus adept you're using earth spells if you're a mars adept you're using fire so on and so forth but in dungeons it manifests in a more puzzle solving way so you'll either telekinetically move a statue onto a, like a button or you can freeze water and have the water be a, a place where you can stand or, you know, become part of the, the solving of the puzzle. So it's really interesting how it's done, I think. Mm-hmm. It's super unique. And I like how even uh, sometimes, like, because when you, um, as you acquire more gin, you acquire more synergy yes. spells and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But even sometimes to solve these puzzles, you'll need a mix and match to find on your own, like, Oh, what combination of gin will mm-hmm. allow me to grow this plant? Like that's the exact really has... one I was thinking about because I didn't yeah. know. I went past that little plant near the start so many times, thinking, "When am I going to get this synergy that's going to make this plant grow?" And then I'm all like, "Oh, if I'd actually bothered to experiment with my gin, I would <laughs> yeah, have been able to." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have figured it out. <laughs> yeah, the game Ooh. definitely rewards you for a. Uh experimentation and exploration i feel definitely it does. Like, yeah really just because well. uh what's popping into my head is in uh the uh i believe it's the kalima forest but mm-hmm. there's a log solving puzzle oh, and uh-huh. it actually you have to go two different ways if you want to get the full shebang of treasure and whatnot and boy mm-hmm. does that treasure help in the upcoming dungeon yeah but it really does i like yeah. how it's more than just oh go down this path and find something it's like you got to solve a puzzle, but in a different way if you really want to get this reward. Yes, they often like taunt you with a chest somewhere, and yeah. it's oh, you can see oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how to get there. Totally opposite of the way that you should. You want to progress the dungeon, but you have to figure out how to manipulate this puzzle to get you that treasure first. And it's, I do like how all the treasures in this chest, all the treasures in this chest, all the chests in this game <laughs> have good rewards in them, like. They're they're usually pretty worth getting. I feel like I've never like got a Phoenix down, even though Phoenix downs are like surprisingly rare in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. although I am still using that. Uh, I think it's the Elven Rapier. Right. Yeah. Oh, That's mm-hmm. good. Some good stuff. Oh yes, it, it helps you pretty yeah. much throughout the first first half of the game, and then once you get to like Tolby, that's when everything comes becomes OP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Well, I think each like a lot of weapons do have these added like effects to them, which makes it interesting. It's like sometimes you'll have a percentage chance that when you hit an enemy, this special effect will trigger, and sometimes it's just right. damage. But sometimes it's really like it will do extra damage and lower the enemy's attack, or it will heal your PP, or it will silence the enemy. So it, it even gives incentives for the weaker characters like Mia and Ivan to use their auto attacks because their stats usually do really good effects. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really love that um kind of I call it the skill trigger. I don't know what the actual um, That sounds good. I mean we'll go with that the skill trigger. I don't even know what the actual term for it is, but um I just love that because uh it's it's I I think that's one of the things I really loved about the one of the things I loved about the battle systems was just um seeing all those triggers happen because yes. i i was always um someone that just loves seeing these uh playing around and like okay what does this type of you know item do and um there's one that i love called um the assassin blade which you'll get later on oh. 
um, through um, kind of like a gambling type of way, but it literally, if it triggers, there's a good chance or small chance that it kills the enemy instantly. I mean, it doesn't work on bosses, uh, but right. I just love seeing the Grim Reaper pretty much come out with a <laughs> scythe and slash the enemy, and I'm like, that's pretty nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I really do like how fast the battle system is. You can go through a battle in, I don't know, a minute. You can go through it quite quite, yeah. quite fast. The animations are really short and fluid, and it has that perspective that Shining Force does, that sort of tilted perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which you don't see many outside of Camelot games. Right. I mean, I feel like the only thing I don't like about the battle system is how if you, you know, attack the same enemy instead of automatically going to the next one, you just defend. That's so annoying. Oh my god. I'm so okay. I'm so used to button mashing when it comes to these things. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, or because I'm like, please let me just get through this. Yeah. And you're you're backtracking through somewhere. You don't. These enemies are boring. There's no need for strategy. You know, I, I I don't know how common it really was to us. It feels like a decision that they made consciously. Yeah, when I think of like other big like 2001 releases, like I know it was for a more powerful system, but like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy X and even some of like the earlier Final Fantasy games, I'm pretty yeah. sure like it would switch over whenever you defeat an enemy. It would, yeah. So yeah, interesting. Uh, but going back, we'll finally get out of the Soul Sanctum. Is <laughs> I have to talk about it because there's a big event that happens at the bottom of it. When right. we get to the very end of the Soul Sanctum, we find the stars of the elemental stars. Elemental mm-hmm. stars, that's it. The elemental mm-hmm. stars each represent one of the adepts' planets. So there's the Venus star, the Mercury star, and this is a big deal. Creighton says it's the find of the century. You could control the world if you had these objects. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah. So the elemental stars are kind of like the, the light lighthouses so in the world of golden sun there are four lighthouses that mm-hmm. represent that were built to represent the elements but they've been dormant for i forgot how long but they've been dormant for a really long time and these elemental stars are the key to igniting the light in the lighthouses once again right and um of course Creighton, the instigator of this whole entire <laughs> thing you knew that he was prepared. Give me them stones. You knew he was prepared. He just happened he to have four mithril bags. Yeah, like, I, right. That is not an easy thing to come by. This is why exactly. I thought he was evil. Right. I was like, Your theory makes way more sense now, Leona. Thank <laughs> right? you. He was. He was literally like, "Oh, by the way, I have these bags on hand." I'm like, "Sure, Creighton. <laughs> sure." Like you totally. I didn't know thing. these were down here. Guess right? we pick them up while we're here, yeah. right? <laughs> so when when you get down there, they're like on little pedestals, and you have to just jump between pedestal and pedestal until you get the stars. And when you get the third one, I think that's when Minardi and Saturos and <clears throat> someone else, does the third person, join up. Uh, the mass mass man. man, the mass man. You know what? Yeah. See when the mass man came up i felt so clever i was like i see through this it's felix i know it is okay <laughs> they're gonna drag this out all game and i know who it is it's jenna's brother who got washed away in the river i can see through you and then like a second later he just takes off the mask and goes hi jenna i'm felix i'm like why was there a mask <laughs> yeah and i think uh alex gets introduced here the uh-huh. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's four of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But he kind of comes in just a bit later. He kind of just teleports in in front of you and like demands you hand over the stars uh, while Minardi and uh, Satoris kid, like hold Creden and Jenna hostage. Yeah, poor, poor Jenna. Uh, I feel so bad for her throughout this entire series. Seriously, she's had a a, a rough life. Yeah, right, loses, right. Loses her family, gets dragged into an old temple by some kooky old man, meets her brother again, <laughs> now evil. Yeah, and then gets kidnapped because this old man wanted these stars. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to go to Starbucks today. I didn't want to get kidnapped. <laughs> So this event is really what is the impetus of the whole plot. This is why we are chasing after these people. They only get three stars. We keep the Mars star. Yeah, and the reason you keep it is because before you can hand it over, pretty much the powers of the elements become unstable in Mm -hmm. the sanctum itself, inside the the mountain. Yep. And it's about to pretty much explode. Or, yeah. Yep, and that's when the wise one appears. The wise yeah, one and the eyeball. Wise <laughs> yeah, floating rock boy. Yep, floating yeah, rock eyeball. Fly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the floating eyeball. The floating rock eyeball. <laughs> he's really he nice, much... though. He's, he's lovely. Yeah, I thought as, was... as far as rock eyeballs go, I thought he was delightful. I thought it was going to be a boss fight, but no, uh-huh. he's just like, oh, do you guys need help? Yeah, it's like, Here. sorry, I'm just trying to hold up the roof right now. If you could just, like, I'll teleport you out. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, the wise one is an interesting character. I should, I'm just gonna leave it okay. at that. Yeah, yeah, you you get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the thing is, I, I love the wise one. Um, you'll, you'll understand more of it. Thing is, you won't understand, yeah, you'll understand more of his role <laughs> so, at the very end we, of the second game. I was gonna say, we get it, play the second game. Yeah, you can play the second yes. game. Email retro. Uh, you need to play the second game, like I said. Um, I mean, I made this comparison earlier, but like I said, playing Golden Sun without the Lost Sage is like playing Trails in the Sky without playing SC. Right. It just feels incomplete. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, so the Wise One pretty much rescues you from the eruption and teleports you back to Vale. Yeah. And and this is where I say people, you can finish the game in like, you know, less than an hour because <laughs> um, when the Wise One asks you, or are you willing to take, you know, take the task of pretty much saving the world, if you say no enough times, the screen fades to black, and it just says the world is destroyed. There you Whoa, go. Yeah. Really? I never Easy did. Game. That. Yeah. Easy yeah. Game. Wow. And so, like, you can actually say no like multiple times, and it just be like, oh, the end. Speedrun strats. Exactly. <laughs> but once you do take, you know, the you know accept the responsibility, you end up leaving. Veil, thankfully, because I was getting bored of being there. Yeah, the, the town's kind of like, okay, time for your uh, world-saving mission now. It's, right, it, right. and Your mum's upset about it, though. She she doesn't come and see you off. I think she's too hard on her to see her son off. Yeah, especially after losing you know, her husband three years ago, and now her son is tasked with pretty much, you know, quote-unquote, saving the world. It's just hard to, you know, accept all that happening... But, you know, Dora is a really, I don't know, I like her because um, if you do go back to Vale, like as, you know, the story progresses mm-hmm. uh, and you see her again, it's just, it makes it much more, I don't know, 
heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. It kind of flushes out her character a lot more than I would I would expect. So yeah. I'm glad they did it like that. Did you go back and... to Avail Keegan after a certain point in the game? Oh no, it's gone. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not. I hate this game. I hate this part of the game. It's never coming back. Bye, I mom. I needed myself out of that town. <laughs> I was like, unless unless somebody says there's um, if there's a genie back here, I'm not coming back for a while. There okay, there is there is a gin there. All right, then I'm coming back once. I'm stopping in for a quick brunch and then I'm back out on the road. I I will say that I feel like you really have to have a guide to figure out where some of these gin are, mm-hmm. like. Some of them feel pretty obvious with exploration, but others are like, I believe there's four that you can find. We talked about yeah. this in our personal chat. There's yeah. four that you can find just randomly on the world map in battles. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the tricky ones. Like usually, right. if I'm going through a dungeon and I've not found a gen, I'll think, right, okay, I've missed something here. There must be a gen somewhere. Yeah, and I look at uh, like like a guy just to like skim through it to see if there was a gen that I missed in this town or dungeon, because there almost is. There's a lot of them. There's, what, 28? Yeah, 78. Yeah, and what I like about Golden Sun is that, like I said, it's very rewarding, and it rewards you in the fact that um, you can transfer your save data into the Lost Age, Mm -hmm. and this was the first time I've ever experienced transfer data, so I was really mind-blown by that whole concept, too. (laughs) And, um... And I, I did warn these two to make sure to get all the gin. Yes, we were because yeah. you, will, oh. you will need them. <laughs> you will need them in the second game because it opens. A, it's an optional dungeon, but one the boss is pretty much the most ridiculous, or the most the hardest of all the bosses in the game. Oh. But you are rewarded with two of the best summons in the game. Like I, I, I know oh. we don't talk about summons as much because um, um another battle mechanic in golden sun is kind of like similar to kind of similar to final fantasy summons yeah, not really that's but, right, um yeah. you don't really some of in summons of final fantasy you some of them you get them through you know acquiring them through the through in game and stuff they, these are automatic once you um get the gin which we'll talk about briefly and explain more um so the gin are pretty much like your helpers and that they are creatures of the elements themselves so there's venus jinn mercury mars and jupiter and they do different they have different abilities depending on what jinn you use some my my um the honestly the ones that are like a must are granite which gives you that earth shield and reduces oh, all yeah. damage yeah and and ground like i don't know if a uh, ground is it doesn't come until much later but ground pretty much immobilizes any foe for one turn even bosses oh like a stun and, yeah, it's well. It's not a stun because this one it's autumn. It's guaranteed immobilization. Nice. Like, it's just immob. It's so uh, it. It's a lifesaver, honestly. And so, <laughs> like these, they have different abilities, and when when you use them, what happens is that they store their power into what's known as summons, and there's up to four levels. So if you use one Venus Gen, you get to the first level summon, which is just named Venus. Yeah. And then second one is Ramses. They're all based on like you know um mythological yeah yeah, mythological Mm -hmm. figures and then um and like i said they they also play a huge role in golden sun lost age because summons in golden sun the lost age i know i'm going farther into this but um 
there's tablets that contain summons. So there's more than just the 16 summons you have in Golden Sun. Nice. And so it's um that's why I'm saying to make sure you get all the gin yes. because yeah. in the Lost Age it'll be a huge payoff. Like it's a huge payoff. So I know it's kind of tedious finding them all, especially the ones in the world map because they're random. Mm-hmm. And if they run away. I don't know if you have to go into a town and then come back to the spot. Yeah, you do. That's specifically why I kept the, uh, I think, the Witch's Wand on Ivan and Mia. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that random stun, it's just, it's so helpful during yes. these gin Yes, it definitely is. Just because uh, they will it's... run away and they will mess up your day. You'll have to, <laughs> sometimes you'll have to do a whole puzzle again. <laughs> it's very frustrating. But like right. the summons themselves do look cool. Like using them in battle, mm-hmm. they're fun to look at. Uh, do you have a favorite one, Keegan? Um, I think. Oh goodness, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh-huh. But the uh, level two uh, Mars Gin, the one that comes in on like the flaming tiger or whatever it is. Yes, oh, you're in. You're yes, in? it's so cool. That one looks uh-huh. really cool. I think. Yeah. My, I think mine is uh, the. The Mr. Snowman, you know, where you put the ice cube into him and then you crank his little... Oh, Boreas. Boreas, <laughs> you crank the little lever and you get a snow cone. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, uh, I love Judgment. I just love that, how he just, you know, pretty much shoots the earth with his cannon. Uh-huh. And everything just erupts. He reminds me of, uh, like, a summon in Final Fantasy, the Judgment one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arc from Nine. Mm, for some yeah. I'm surprised there isn't like any cross gen. Like you know, if you have like one Mars oh, gen and one. No, that's in the second game. Okay, that's of in course. The second, that's why because the second that. game is Jesus, apparently. <laughs> yes. yes. In the second game, yeah, you have like um, one one summon requires nine. I think I either nine waters and four Mars. Oh my god! How are there that many waters? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you'll How find out. But You'll okay. see, like, why it's 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 ridiculous, but um, yeah, that's I think that's one of the highest level summons, and I mean that, that summon's completely awesome. OP. It's completely OP. Like, honestly, if you get that, you won the game. You broke the game pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trying to stay within the first Golden Sun, specifically I'm the so first. Sorry, time. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so hyped for the second one that I just like, oh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but. We've left Vale, hallelujah, and then we go to the next town, which is Vault. And when you get to Vault, you see a caravan and horses on the world map. I think Ivan's master has been robbed of his staff, the shaman staff in that town. He's like, yeah, I'm getting out of this town, whatever. And they try and cross back to their hometown, but that bridge has been destroyed because of all the shenanigans that happened when we went into the Soul Sanctum. So we have to go into vault, and we have to meet Ivan, who is a precious little cinnamon bun. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's so Ivan. cute. Oh, uh, I love Ivan. A Jupiter adept, and yes, he can read minds, which is so cool. Yeah, he doesn't. He's so like shy that he doesn't talk to people. He just kind of reads, reads their mind. Right. Yeah, what's going on? And I, I think that's why I love Jupiter Depths is that they're really shy and reserved, but they have the ability. That's their ability kind of encourages that behavior because they don't need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's really true. Uh, the, the the whole Jupiter Adept 
playing the first half, we only really know the full extent, or maybe like a hint of what their power is, because you also meet like uh, another Jupiter adept who has premonition powers. She can predict the future, yeah. so it's all sort of that mind reading, predicting the future, fortune teller sort of stuff that they do. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, but, but Ivan himself, he's adorable, and when you first meet him, I think like. Isaac and Garrett are like, please stop reading my mind. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and then continues to read their mind through the rest of the game. <laughs> I love Ivan. And I think his theme is one of my, pretty much one of my favorite um, tracks. When it's that flute kind of feeling to it. And it's just very kind of, very kind of serene and calm and introspective i it fits ivan for me and every time when he when he first gets introduced and he has that theme play i remember just like staying there and just listening to the song <laughs> and then, um oh, i love ivan and when you get the ability to mind read it um kind of makes me realize how big the script is in golden sun right for game boy advance game because then you have the you know the outer world script and then you have the mind read script so you have two different you know types of dialogue occurring for each mm -hmm. character it's, yeah it's, it's i mean ambitious. it's really good right i mean some of it's not really you know it's not the only thing i'm kind of sad about is that they don't really add much some of it does a lot of it is just you know mm -hmm. oh they're just oh this is what they're thinking but still i don't think that i think that was a pretty big feat to do yeah. and i'm glad that um uh, that Camelot didn't cop out and be like, nope, you can't read their minds. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, is, it does lead you towards some, like, like sometimes, as you said, you're just reading their mind and it's like what they could have said normally and you wouldn't have been able to tell it was in our thoughts. Yeah. But sometimes it's like you can find hints towards where you should go next or the treasure mm -hmm. or some interesting stuff. So it's it's really worth trying to mind read people I feel and yes. Oh, and, and the uh, dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the wo the woman with infinite bones to give the dog. I had so many bones. I collected <laughs> so many of those bones, and they're useless except for you only use one to find this hidden passage. And I've got like fifteen bones. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about the dog situation. So when you said woman with infinite bones, oh, no. I had like the most horrifying vision in my brain it's like a, it's like a dungeons and dragons demon yeah the like a horrible the woman of infinite bones oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sorry for the sidetrack that's okay really... i'm gonna use that oh in the my next God. dungeons and dragons <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh my gosh so mind reading is necessary to get out of this town or solve this town because there's thieves in this town and to figure out where they've taken Ivan's master's shaman rod, you have to read in their minds and eventually try and figure out where, where they're keeping it. And I felt that was so interesting. I've never done anything like that in a JRPG where it was sort of like a, a mystery-solving detective thing going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now hearing, you know, how Keegan's mind works like that. I wish I had the ability to mind read now so oh, that I can no. just... You don't, don't, you don't. don't want it. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> your own oh sake. <laughs> I do like how you have to actually uh, physically corner the potential thief. Oh, yeah. You right. do. Yeah, you have to run around those beds. 
They're just like, there's that weird kid again. Don't let him near me. <laughs> Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't touch me. I, lo- I like how um, that's the one thing that um, it's described that uh, regular people can't sense or see synergy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really an adept adept situation. Mm-hmm. No giant Mickey Mouse hands for them. Yeah. So these two thieves can't tell that he's reading their minds. It's like this kid's weird. Yeah. I want to be away from him. <laughs> right. And then it kind of poses the question, how are these people able to have synergy and some don't, you know? Because right. usually, yeah. you know, because sometimes when you know, in RPGs, you kind of have like a world where it's filled with that. And some, I know that there's usually like, oh, some people aren't born with it. But this time, I don't really know. I think I was trying to re- even remember if they actually go in depth to why oh. people possess these powers. Because I, I don't even know if they touch upon it at all. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like, oh, this is how the world works. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of just... At the, start, I know, at the start of the game, I thought Vale was like a, the village of the Hidden Summoners sort of deal, right? Where it's a secret village and they all have these special powers. But going out, you do meet quite a few people who also have that power, but they don't know what it's called exactly. Yeah. Right. That is true. And it pretty much, yeah, that kind of leads into the next part, which is, um, yeah... I don't know if we talked about you know once you find the 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 rod. Yeah. Um, what happens is um, Ivan pretty much joins you. Well, kind of, not really. He joins you a little bit later when he uh, when you were stuck going to the next part. Yeah. And there's this um bushes or like these leaves in the, in your way. And I'm like, I always wonder, can't you just pick them out one by one? No, we need <laughs> magic. Boring. And I'm like, do you really need whirlwind for this? Um, <laughs> and so Ivan pretty much comes in to help you because what happened is that he was he wanted to rescue his master at first, who was who you find out is held captive. Yeah, he went. And, to, he went to the bad town when he couldn't cross Lumpa. the river. He went. To, yeah, and yeah. Lumpa, and um. He find, and uh, but unfortunately, you know, it's on high security. It's locked, and Ivan can't get in. So he tries to, you know, he you some you bump into him again in the Bib, uh, Bilibin. Is it the Bilibin cave area? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because you go to the cave and then you get to the city proper. Right, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yes, yes, and so yeah, you bump into him like into the near the entrance to the cave. And that's when he pretty much joins your party because he he's already read your mind, so <laughs> you have no, you have no secrets apparently. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I already know what you're doing, by the way." And it sounds really important, right? Yeah, he's like, and "I understand how serious this is." So, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, I can't complain because Ivan is a great party to have, great member <laughs> to have in your party. Yeah, he says so um, little, but you feel so much. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like. Uh, Gosh, Ivan. He feels like the little brother. He does, yeah. He does. He's small, he's Must shy. Protect. Yeah, you gotta protect him. Yeah, you definitely want to like little brothers do. Yep. <laughs> you definitely want to protect him at all costs. Mm-hmm. So when we right, get yeah. get to Billabin, that's, that's, that's the town where you first have a hint of people being turned into trees. Yeah. And this is sort, of, right. this is sort of something that happens all the way through Golden Sun, is where not everything the the main story only pops up every so often it's more of a journey through the world and solving little mysteries as you go on the chase for minardi staros to rescue jenna and Craden, but also recover the three 
other stars and mm. solving the mystery of the, the, the why people have been turning into trees is is it's a cool little like side quest but it's also the plot you need to do to advance sort of thing. I found that really interesting. Yeah. I mean yeah. Isaac's a good boy. He can't turn around people who are no. in need, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I. I. really do think that um. Golden Sun is pretty much a series of kind of like vignettes. Yeah. That kind of come together to form the world itself, which is like I said, very similar to again Dragon Quest Seven fragments. Yeah. Of the last. Um. And um. I really like that because it kind of really just Im- gets you to know the world itself and the people that inhabit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Belibin. Oh, that's where McCoy lives, and I hated Lady McCoy. Like. Oh, Heartless. she's the worst. Oh, yeah. I was just like, there are people being turned into trees, and you're concerned about your papa still. Like, yeah, I'm surprised she didn't try and cut down the people who were trees. Right, <laughs> right. I was like, is she like going to be like, oh, I'm yeah. running out of wood. Time to get the, uh, you know, these people. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately. Speak- yeah. Sorry. You're going, Kian. Kian. I was gonna say, speaking of Dragon Quest, they really hit you with a uh, McCoy himself and his. Oh boy, I don't even know. Scottish it was accent? very. Yeah, well, okay, so reading the Scottish accent isn't bad, but when you put it in the Golden Sun font, yes. I have to like put on glasses and like get close to the screen to try to uh, figure out what I'm reading. I see. I, I just, that's the thing. Maybe I'm just illiterate. Well, when, I, obviously, I don't have a problem because I am Scottish. I do see right. people type like that. I do have friends who type in Scots. <laughs> so I, I'm always thrilled when I see it turn up in an RPG, and I always like when people don't know it's an actual language, they always think it's someone with a speech impediment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's a speech. I'm just, I have a hard time reading anything, all right? (laughs) Uh (laughs) McCoy himself isn't that bad a guy, really, when you get down to it. He's actually quite quite nice, actually. He actually makes a lot of sense, if you ask me, Uh because, like, three kids come into your mansion, and they're like, we want to go defeat the curse, and you're like, McCoy's just basically like, I'm not going to send these kids to their death. Exactly. I thought there was ulterior right? motives, but no, he's just a nice guy. He's like, I'm not going to send kids. I'm not that guy. I'm not that JRPG quest cover. Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> a very sane person in a very wacky world. But married right. to this awful woman. Oh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it it kind of gives you like the wrong impression of him when you first meet his uh-huh. wife first. And it's like, oh no, if she's like this, He'll be like I wonder what too. the actual yeah. husband is like. Yeah. And then he just, he's like, nope, I'm not going to send you because it's dangerous. And I was like, he has a heart. Yep. The Scot- he has a Scottish heart. heart. Brave heart. The Scottish heart. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> I was like, oh, bless you. And um, it's it's such a such a nice, I don't know. I, it was a very interesting kind of like, it kind of plays on your perspective of their perceptions a bit, you know, kind of like you... It's like opposite of what you think it would be, mm-hmm. and I really like that because, like, I think that's what Golden and it's funny. Like talking about it now, I think that's what kind of Golden Sun does. Like, I know how Leona you mentioned earlier that you thought that they would drag on Felix's mass yep. identity, but then, and then they're like, "Nope, revealed." Yeah, it's, you you <laughs> subverted like, my expectations on that one, Golden Sun. Right, and it's like you, they kind of they you kind of it feels like your traditional RPG, but this. It plays differently than what you would expect it to be. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's, it's tropey, but also clever in its tropes. But it, McCoy's wife wants to build this mansion and is destroying the forest so she can have her own personal mansion. She has a mansion already, but she wants one just for her, for 
for relaxation or something. I don't know. I mean, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> I mean, why have one mansion when you can have two? Yeah. <laughs> Your family only has five summer villas? Like, come uh. on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's it's causing the forest spirits to die, to lose their power, to and it's angered one of them. But all, yeah. I suppose it also affecting from Mount Aleph's eruption. Size, right. stones, size stones. Yeah, the si- the stones. Yeah, it's size stones, but it's synergy. It's weird. Well, I always say it's weird. I always say synergy when I when I play it like in my head because I'm always saying size stones. I tweeted this and I got like half and half. People either called it psi energy or synergy. Yeah, because I mean, there is a word that's synergy, but it's an S, you know. Yeah. And so, and but I think of with the PS, I think of psy, like psychic, psych. That's mm-hmm. why I say synergy for this because it's the psych, it's the mind. I think it's more and, a pun on the writer's part. That's synergy right. and psychic. I think they 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 purposefully made those two words merge together. I think. I know I, it's wrong. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I know it's wrong, but after hearing you two talk about it, I'm just gonna start pronouncing it with a hard P. Uh, but, but synergy. Synergy. <laughs> sounds. Oh my god. Why would they put the P in there if they didn't want you to pronounce it? I don't believe in silent letters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to show you guys my favorite book, Don Quixote, later. Oh my god. Do you know how long I pronounced it that way? In my head, um, not out loud. Like, I'm not, I never took Spanish or French or whatever language that is. But, like, Don Quixote is, like, one of the ones that I always got wrong in my head until I heard someone say it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that book. <laughs> Wait, uh, continuing on, though, with the story, uh-huh. I actually found out um, through talking to some people that you can actually uh, switch around going to the forest and actually going yes. to the lighthouse first. I was yes. going to ask this, because I did it one way, but I didn't know if you could also do it the mm-hmm. other way. So how yep. do you do it the other way? Like, how do you go... Cause I, went, yeah, I think you just you just go north. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you, I did yeah. After I beat the tree spirit boss in Colima Forest, mm. I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do or where I was supposed to go. I mind read and I one of the trees and she mentioned like magic water. I'm going. I don't remember the tree spirit's name, so I'm just going to call them uh, uh, Laurel? Grandma Laurel oh, right. and Dread. Right. Okay. Because my head, there were Grandma Willow from Pocahontas. I'm really mad. <laughs> I'm really mad they didn't go with Laurel and Hardy, but Laurel whatever. Hardy, I thought yeah. that would have been a great <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, Tret's the evil, or Tret's the kind of evil one that we fight. Yeah, the Psy Stones have kind of messed him up. Yeah. When they fell, they hit him and kind of made him more angry than what he was. Well, he was angry because the forest was being destroyed, but he wasn't, I'm going to turn everyone into trees level of angry. Yeah. He was, right. it was more, it was more resigned to his death, sort of. Naturally. Right, and pretty much the Sistons. I mean, we don't really talk about it, but uh-huh. the Sistons are pretty much the cause of all of them. Like, they amplify such negative emotions. It's like the the like that's the, pretty much the main reason of why the the beginning happened uh-huh. is because the, without that eruption, the mounts the monsters wouldn't be so hostile. Yes. You wouldn't have boss fights. Yes. <laughs> it's just they amplified a lot of the negative emotions in the creatures themselves, which is why all these things are starting to occur and um, it's causing the imbalance. So the thing 
about turning people into trees is he doesn't have the power anymore, Trent, to repair it, to turn them back into humans. So you have to go to Emil and get magic water that's said to be there. It heals all wounds. It's magnificent. It's this all-healing water. And so you go there, and that's where you meet Mia. Mia is the town cleric, healer. Yeah, the town cleric. Yeah, something. And but the entire town in Emil is going through a sickness. So just everywhere you go, there's something wrong happening. So this plague is spreading through this town, and it's like a ice village. So it's not just a common cold; it's something more severe that her magic can't cure. What What are your guys' feelings on Mia? I like her, but I feel, and this is kind of the same problem I have a little bit with some of the other players. I feel like she doesn't have enough story beats yet personally mm-hmm. that just might be at the point that i'm at or maybe something that'll be revealed later in the sequel mm-hmm. but i feel like there's a great base i just want to see more built on top of it i feel the same way she has alex who's our her you learn is her pupil kind of gone rogue he's a mercury adept like her mm. and he's who a... is also mm-hmm. uh we see him earlier in the game so we kind of know ahead of time that yes. alex not right. who she thinks he is Mm-hmm. Right. Alex is pretty much, um, yeah, Alex is like, I think they're, they're from the same, they're just both from the same, descendants from the same clan. Yeah. Um, I guess you can call them like cousins technically. Yeah. But, um, I yeah. I mean, I agree with Mia's, uh, characterization in that, uh, she's, she doesn't get enough, she doesn't get enough characterization. Um, I think she, she makes just, from, sorry. I think right. she might suffer and... being the female of the party is like character yeah. enough in a lot of RPGs for some reason. Yeah. They just feel like, oh, but that's the girl one, so that's a personality trait. And it's just not, yeah. that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> like, I really do. Um, I really was disappointed when they kind of, they sh- like, her own, her pretty much her shiny, her, her limelight is an email. And after that, she's not really relevant anymore. I mean, she's relevant in some ways. Because mm-hmm. she's can you know, because yeah. of her connect her links and stuff. But like other than that, it's just I wish they kind of did more to her character because she kind of just feels very like a cardboard or a trope, and and not yeah. in the good you know not they don't break out of her trope. It's just like this no, is her. She's the healer girl, the nice healer girl. Yeah, you know, that's a trope. The in healer itself. girl with a nice personality and that's it and good to marry you can bring her home to your parents the lover <laughs> right <laughs> i love well i'm 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 biased towards wintry kind of towns i love winter type towns uh-huh. i'm sad that they don't play the soundtrack right away that song changes in the email once you light or once the lighthouse event happens uh-huh. and that's the real song of email and i'm like why didn't you play it when I got here. The music is so yeah. good. Like I don't know the names because I'm just playing it through the first time, but the music in this game is worth noting as being very exceptional. Yeah, I, I, it's funny, I was talking to um, Marcos, since we don't have a review for Golden Sun OST. Oh, that's I was talking me. with him yesterday, and I was like, by the way, <laughs> I noticed that we don't have a review for this, and he was like, yeah, well, it's never been officially released. Oh, really? So, no, wow. it, there's no. It's never been officially released. Um, the thing is, um, the music itself is 
in the game in the lost age it, you have to use access it using some you know handiwork on the buttons mm-hmm. but um it provides like there's 95 i believe tracks in the game and and you can listen to them all and you know you can easily people i think have kind of just retrieved it from that uh-huh, but gotcha. the music itself is just oh my gosh like so good for a Game Boy Advance game too because I compare it to games like Phoenix Wright for you know that was originally made for the Game Boy Advance with their yeah. you know kind of chip tunes yeah but this is just full-on orchestral and just very oh, grand and I'm like oh my ears <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it's, it, it's an amazing sounding game but going back to the plot we claim our first of the lighthouses, the Mercury Lighthouse, which is mm-hmm. a, an ice theme puzzle, and you need Mia's help to get through it. She has this ability called Ply. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. A, like a healing skill passed down from her clan that allows her to get into areas of the temple that normal people wouldn't be able to. And I think Alex is the one who helped them, um, Saturus and Minardi, get up the tower. Because we at the end of the dungeon we do run into everyone again, and we have the whole big confrontation. It's probably the biggest confrontation since we started the game. So they are they have activated the lighthouse, right? This and mm-hmm. it's it's quite interesting. So the Mercury Lighthouse is amplifying Mercury's power all through the dungeon, and during that dungeon, Mia was recovering a lot of PP, and I thought this was just like a skill that she had. But it was actually a plot point that Mercury was amplifying her power, and once you go away from the tower, she no longer has that that PP storing uh, restoring ability. So, and it's also dampening Mars skills apparently. But thankfully, Garrett doesn't get any weaker. I don't think. I was going to say, of course, the guy who fights (laughs) you at the end is the Mars adept for the other team. Like, come on. You know, you can get like Alex was just watching, and he's the actual Mercury adept. (laughs) Yeah, Alex, I know, right? I was just reading a magazine in the back, like, hmm, Sakura's doing great, huh? Now would be a great like, time to announce my presence. It's very dramatic. I'd be so mad if I was so Like, right? dude, this is your dungeon. Please. I'm Mars, me and Minardi. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't think, and uh, maybe this is revealed later, but at least at this point, I don't believe there is a Venus adept for the other team. Am I correct? Or No, or Jipper, as far as I know. Oh, that's true. Um, well, you'll find out. You'll find well, out. Well, I I assume Felix is something. Yeah, I just don't. We don't we don't know what he is. Yeah, you'll find out. It'll explain itself toward once you get to the end of this. So, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see. <laughs> yeah. So we have a big battle with Saturus, and you do defeat him because his power is weakened because it's of half. the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He pulls the anime trope. That was yeah. only percent of my power. <laughs> While exactly. he's bleeding on the ground. <laughs> You know, at least I, it had an explanation. You know, some RPGs don't give you that explanation. Sometimes they're right, just inexplicably right. more powerful later on. But I really love the way the lighthouse lights because it does look like a planet. You know, it kind of reminds yeah. me of. I mean, I know Mercury doesn't look anything like that, but it kind of reminded me of what I I wish Mercury would look like. It looks like Triss's impression of Mercury. <laughs> right. <it looks> like <laughs> my impression of Mercury. And it kind of reminded me, I don't know why, but I immediately thought of Sailor Moon as oh. soon as I was like, oh, Sailor Mercury. <laughs> oh 
my god. I just, I, I don't know why. How, like, how, have I, how have I not been thinking about Sailor Moon as I've been playing this game? What? I, that's the first thing I think of when I think of the oh, elements with their, you know, names. And then the elements associated with, besides Venus. Venus has always been an odd one for me because her, you know, her thing is like love and stuff and Sailor uh, Moon and I'm like... But other than that, all the other elements line up. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be just imagining all the characters and like their sailor outfits now. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I need some transformations here. Yeah, I need, right? I, I need, I need Sailor Venus Isaac. I need Sailor Mars Gara. I need Sailor Jupiter Ivan. I'm sorry, Ivan. Right, <laughs> Nintendo. If you're listening, if you're doing a Golden Sun remake DLC, Sailor a fan, <laughs> I would totally be up for a Sailor a DLC. <laughs> yes. So at the top, after these events, you know, as a confrontation. And the lighthouse is lit. I wouldn't say there was any other big particular event other than the revelation that Alex and Mia know each other. They're from the same clan. It also is a very interesting moment because um, they kind of build up how terrible it is for the lighthouses to be lit. Uh-huh. You know, how it's going to lead to destruction. But when we see the Mercury lighthouse get lit, uh, wa- life water starts yes. flowing through. <laughs> right. the village. It's like, oh, this is a good thing? Yeah, it's like, you're not, you're not really following through on your terrible destruction of the planet here, Mercury Lighthouse. So like... Yeah, it kind of makes you question your position exactly. like, as a protagonist or antagonist. Right. Yeah, you're very I like right. it. You're very right. Uh, but you do, if you... Uh, it's interesting. Do you have to find the little empty bottle? Cause you... Yeah, because you can't carry it any other way. Yeah, I know, but like you can miss <laughs> that, right? I mean, I feel like I just found it randomly. Yeah, same here. It's in a, it's in a chest. Yeah. It's in a chest, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, um, I think if you don't find it right away, I don't remember if someone tells you where it is. I forget, but yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you will find it regardless. But you, but you can fill that bottle up with the healing water, and you can go all the way back to Coloma Forest, all the way back to Tret, and mm-hmm. heal him, and he will turn all the humans that have been turned into trees back into human. Now, yes. There's something I have to say. Did anyone save the tree that was floating floating in the water? Oh yes. my gosh, no. I did not, I completely and I forgot. feel so bad. Do you know? Do you know what we're talking about, Keegan? Yeah, I actually yeah. um. It, okay, uh, kind of cheater fault. I was double checking a walkthrough to make sure I wasn't missing ah. anything, and I saw the thing that was like, "This is your only chance to do this." I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, so, well, oh, see, you have a clean back. conscience then, you know. I ran back and got a hard nut from the lady, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. I feel so, like, a child died. That was a child, right? Was it a child? Well, there was, like, it a, was a lady? Well, I yeah, thought it was, no, a, like, a lady. See, it's hard. I think it's a lady. Okay, it's hard to tell because of the sprites, but I assumed that there was, like, a group of, like, three children playing, and they were all, like, stacked on top of each other. Because that's where you find the trees the first time. Like, it's three trees on right. top of each other. And, like, adults wouldn't do this, but apparently you would. Uh, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're part of a cheerleading squad. Yeah. Maybe you just like statues. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Right. But but if you do not save a tree that's floating in the water using your synergy, that character dies. That well, that NPC dies. Yeah. Just, yeah. just straight up dead. Wow. And that's so and dark. It is. <laughs> so unexpectedly dark for this game. <laughs> it should, yeah. should be like, oh, you didn't save that person? Well, they're dead now. How'd you feel? Do you feel bad? 
Right. Uh, I can't believe y'all killed somebody. I know. I know. Pain. Heartless yeah, monster. So <laughs> After the Mercury Lighthouse, it, we kind of go to China for a while. Like everything, everything <laughs> turns, yeah, it's kind of like everything um, turns very, real Chinese. Lots of martial arts. Asian-y, yeah, it's yeah. a very Asian-y yeah, inspired area. Yeah, not China specifically, but somewhere Asia, uh, because if you have Fushin Temple. I don't know. I'm not going to say any of these names. Yeah, right? Fushin Temple. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Xian? Yeah. Yeah. Xian? Yeah. And Lama Temple. I wouldn't say Alton was particularly like Asian inspired. It just seemed like a town to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, now that I'm looking at the names, like, on a list, I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, yeah, definitely, yeah, <laughs> there's correlation. Yeah. But when you yeah. get to Fushin Temple, you go through this trial, mm-hmm. and this is, regard, like, you're you're gaining an ability to impress the master of the temple, who will tell you how to get through the next forest area, the, I can't remember what the forest is called. The Mogul Forest. Mogul Forest, yes. Because it's a, it's a sort of maze, and if you go the wrong way, you're all the way back at the start. So you need this specific synergy that is the power of the body. It's chi, ki. Which one's which? I think, I think it's ki. It's ki. It's a K. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a K. Yeah, it's ki. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's, it's the body one, right? Or is it the mind yeah. one? It's, it's, the, it's the mind. It's because it's, it's using it's synergy. Right, it's the mind one. And <laughs> you you get the ability to uh, force, force. You, you, big mm-hmm. big Mickey Mouse fist punching trees. <laughs> yes, and punching the trees in the forest will tell you tell the monkey to lead you okay. to the exit. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the green ape, right? And it yes. yeah, it's which sounds so ridiculous to <laughs> say. The monkey will lead the way if you punch it with your psychic fist. But it's true, it will. <laughs> Don't ask me how. Uh, but it's, it's, oh. you, you need this synergy to get through this forest, and eventually you'll get to Xi'an, which is like a silk-producing town. It's like I think the big thing is that they produce silk and sell it to the yep. other towns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also where the dojo is for the chi- the people who use chi, the the body one. Because body one, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you go in and you knock over a tree with your synergy, and they think you're amazing at martial arts. They think you're like Jackie Chan, <laughs> Jet Li, all rolled into one. And it's not true. We're just psychic. <laughs> and it's much more, right. it seems to be much more powerful than Chi. <laughs> uh, but you also meet uh, the, the dojo's daughter? The daughter? Do- master's daughter. daughter, yeah. The master's daughter, huh? Yeah. Which is Faisy. See, I'm glad you said that and not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's like, I think it's like Faisy, but I think I just always pronounce it Faisy, so yeah. sorry for mispronouncing that. Yeah. And she has premonitions of the future. And yeah, it's, it's very weak premonitions. Mm-hmm. Like, she has more like uh, feelings, and uh, she has instincts or it's gut feelings towards things compared to. Um, her teacher, um, Master Hama, mm. who has full-on premonitions about it. Right. Yes. She follows you to Alton, and you try you're, you're trying to get to Lama Temple because it's uh, she has a premonition of a a disaster. Is that the flood? Right, like a landslide happening, and then oh, or she was worried about her um, her, uh, her, her friend. friend. 
Yeah. Too. And um, so what happened was she wanted to go. She was going to go to Lama Temple to see if he was still there. But when she when you when she gets there, she finds out that he's not, and they're worried that something bad happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, you can't really access the area, and you can't get through Lama Temple. You can't get through the area until you've cleared through Alton. Yes, because there's been a little like, rock slider. It's something. like a mining town. Yeah, yeah, it's a mining town that's flooded, mm, yeah, and these, these you don't. Monsters. Yeah, yeah, these water statues are pretty much like water pumps that are pumping water. <laughs> Infinite an water frogs. Water, right, an endless <laughs> amount of water into the town. Why? I don't really know. <laughs> oh, because it's energy stone. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's driven them all crazy. Right. Why and so they have energy. Right. <laughs> the whole plot. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because synergy. That's why. why. Because synergy, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> much the plot. And so you pretty much have to clear the entire town of water by killing all the statues and then finding the um, the lift, pretty yes. much. Yes. Yeah. And so you do that, and then you get to Lama Temple, and then you find out that you know he Sue is is you know trapped under a boulder, mm-hmm. and thankfully with your new skill. Oh no! For that, you get one of my favorite skills in the game: reveal. Yes. Reveal is a godsend, honestly. It's a beautiful skill, and you use it a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What Reveal does is when you use it, a circle around you will appear, and you will see anything that's hidden. Now, what this usually means is is either a secret tunnel or or, or, uh, specific circles you'll see in the map or on the screen. And usually when you see a circle, that means if you use Reveal there, there's something hidden there. But you can also use it in towns to see what treasure is hiding inside, like pots and urns and stuff, that you didn't normally have to check every single pot, every single urn in a, in a town. But if you just use Reveal, it will sparkle and it'll, okay, I just need to go with that one pot. And it's very mm-hmm. handy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's really why I love Reveal. And it shows you, um, kind of like, you know, hidden steps mm-hmm. and. It's it's pretty much really and you and the thing is you need it for the next area which is where we stopped at which is the Lamakan Desert. Yes. And so it's 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 a very important skill to have and I'm glad that it's it's kind of interesting because I don't really know other many RPGs that include a skill like that where it saves you the trouble of having to like find everything like and mm. it's kind of it kind of. Again, what Keegan said, it really does reward you for exploring because if you go back and explore all the other areas now with Reveal, you'll find things that you've missed. Yep. And I really like that because, I mean, it sucks because you kind of have to backtrack, but I mean, with the skill, it's like it's not such a chore. Yeah, it does kind of make it easy for you because by the time you get to that town, the bridge has been repaired between that town and um, Vault, so you can go right back mm-hmm. to the start at that point. Exactly. And that's very what it, cleverly it's designed. Very fitting. It yeah. does. It is. It's like if you want to go back, here's the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. And if you're like Keegan, who doesn't like Vale anymore, feel free to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I really like that skill, and so you use that to find the hidden entrance to the quote-unquote like a mini cave where you can use to get to sue yes because he's like under a boulder it's like right a rock has fallen on him he's been there the entire time poor guy right 
I know. <laughs> and um, you use, you help him out, and then you're pretty much. This is where Ivan's kind of history. Right. Yeah, I was like, very confused about this part. To be honest, there's a lot of talk right. of, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. The thing is, it's hard because um. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this is where Ivan's history kind of starts coming to light, but they don't really, they're like kind of like, you know, teasing you with it, but they're like, nope, we're not going to tell you yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's I'm kind of annoying. Very interested. I'm very interested. Right. Um, so after that, you're kind of, then Ivan's like, no, I don't want to ask her yet because, and then I forgot why he doesn't want to ask because her. Because it's the, not ready to end the plot. <laughs> Right, because like, they didn't think of it yet. Yeah, because you got to pay thirty more dollars. <laughs> game where this story goes. I got another I game. Play games for thirty dollars. Ah, no, <laughs> I was too. Okay, young. well, that was cool. <laughs> I don't at use least dollars. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> right. Oh, Tell me in the Great British Pound. I was gonna say. I think it was like a forty-eight lbs's. <laughs> Forty pounds. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> it's a heavy oh game. My oh my god. Do you remember when games were this fat? All I'm going to say is I visited uh, uh, the UK once and I was like, man, everything's so cheap over here. And I was like, oh wait, yeah. I'm still thinking of dollars. Yeah, nah. <laughs> this sandwich is only $3. And I'm like, why do I have $20 missing in my bank account? <laughs> uh, so if we're talking about the price of sandwiches, I think that's a good point to yeah. wrap up. <laughs> right. I'm having a great time with this game, though. Like I'm excited to see where it goes. It surprises me how much I didn't like it back when I first played it, and how much I'm liking it now. It's uh, I don't know if it's a personal growth or I just being forced to play it for the podcast made me (laughs) (laughs) made me get past the worst parts and really appreciate what the game has to offer. Yeah, like Golden Sun is one of those games that really it's like I said, it starts off really slow. But once you kind of once it gets its trajectory going, it kind of just takes off. And um I was kind of surprised to see that it got a ninety one in Metacritic reviews. I was like, Whoa, like wow. I was it's still well yeah. received then. Yeah. Yeah, it's still well received and I was shocked to see that score because, you know, like I'm so used to seeing scores now that are what I think are good are like, you know, eighties, you know, low eighties yeah. and stuff. But seeing a 91, I was like, whoa. But I still enjoy my time playing through this game again for the 10th time or the 9th time. I forget which one. <laughs> well, I think that's us for today, guys. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking with me. And especially, I couldn't have asked for two nicer guys to host my first podcast with. So thank you very much. Oh, well, we are glad to be here with time. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. yes. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening to us Babylon for God knows how long about Golden Sun. It's a great game and we're having a great time with it. Next week, we'll have another episode on the second half of Golden Sun, the first game. Um, and after that, we have a special Pokemon episode coming up. And I believe the the let the game we're playing for December is nine 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 hours nine persons nine doors for oh, the I DS. Love that game. It's love an amazing that game. game. Uh, yeah, it'll be nice to play a game for the podcast that I've actually played. <laughs> like I'll not yeah. be the newbie. <laughs> yes, but I think the if you have the DS version, you're kind of 
at a disadvantage. Mm, that's true. There's, <laughs> but, there's, there's new updates for the PC version, the trilogy. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, if you're looking to play that along with the podcast, I would definitely not recommend getting the DS version because it's, it's a chore. Find, it's, hard find, it's hard to find, to be honest, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's also pretty hard to find. And I think after that is, is Kingdom Hearts for the podcast, <laughs> which is a big deal because I think people have been very excited for Retro to cover Kingdom Hearts. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be on that one, but I cannot wait to hear it. I, I, I will definitely not be on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. I am. If you want us to play Golden Sun, The Lost Stage, please remember to email us at retro at rpjfan.com. Uh, but also for any other comments, uh, feedback and some loving for us, maybe. If you could just email us, that would be great. Um, we also have forums. We have a Twitter account and Facebook. I run the RPG Fan Discord server. So if you want to join that, that'd be great. Uh, I'm very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an uh, Instagram page that's really blowing up. We're, 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 uh, the people who run our social media on Instagram are doing great with that. And we also have oh. a sister podcast. That's Random Encounter. Uh, please remember to review us on iTunes, Google Play, whatever review, whatever system you w- listen to podcasts on. We do listen to your feedback and would greatly appreciate it. Uh, and speaking of social media, how about we go through each of our personal social medias if we have any? Uh, Keegan, do you have any per- social media you like to plug? Oh yeah, the um, best way if you guys want to reach me and talk to me about video games, I'm very active on my Twitter. That's at uh, KayleeBrand. Uh, stop on by, say hi. I love chatting about what I've played and what I'm still looking for. Great. And Tris? Uh, you can always reach me at Discord at Therefore It Is. And you can get me on Discord at Starmongus. Uh, <laughs> you can also get me on Twitter at Starmongus. And ladies and gentlemen, I think, well, I'm the lady, you're the gentleman. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> Thank you for joining me here. And thank you, listeners. I hope you have a great time. Please listen to the next episode next week. Thank you. Goodbye.